don't be afraid to kind of adapt your game and like take something from another goalie that they're doing or watch, mm-hmm. watch another goalie, see, see what he's playing like and mm-hmm. kind of like don't be afraid to incorporate that into your game. Welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Every week we'll be talking shop with lacrosse goalies, coaches, and special guests. This is the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Now your host, Coach Damon Wilson. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, goalies from around the world, welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Damon, and this is the show 100% dedicated to the lacrosse goalie. And on this show, my job's really simple. It's track down the best goalies in our sport and hear their stories chat with them, find out what makes them so great, what are the mindsets that they have, what are the experiences that they've been through, what are the drills that they do that have got them to the point where they're at now, and hopefully with each episode, you can pull out a thing or two and apply it to your own lacrosse goalie game. This episode is an interesting one. It is with Steve Orleman from the National Lacrosse League, the NLL, the Indoor League. First time I've had a pure box goalie on the show and it's fun i have played a little bit of box so i'm somewhat familiar with the position but obviously not at the level uh, that steve is at but he is lighting it up he's playing with his brother who's also goalie in the nll we talk about that we talk about the differences between box and field and what he would do to teach a young box goalie along with all the mental stuff of the game that is 100 percent the same as field goalie versus box goalie. So it's an awesome conversation, ladies and gentlemen. Please enjoy my chat with NLL goalie Steve Orlin. Before we get started with this episode, I want to let you know that the Lacrosse Goalie Summit 9 is here, March 27th through the 31st. It's five days of free virtual lacrosse goalie training from the top coaches in the sport, and I'm pumped. It is going to be amazing. If you've never attended a lacrosse goalie summit, you're in for a treat. It is the best coaches in the game giving you tips on technique, mental game, physical training. We've got a nutritionist this time around, a sports psychologist. We've got pros. We've got college goalies. We've got tons of special guests. It's going to be amazing. March 27th through the 31st, Lacrosse Goalie Summit 9, 100% free to attend live. So sign up at GoalieSummit.com. GoalieSummit.com. You can get a free ticket. You'll then get all of the Zoom links to attend the sessions live March 27th through the 31st on the website GoalieSummit.com. You can see the entire uh, list of coaches and the entire schedule as well. If you cannot make it live, we've got the VIP pass under 100 bucks for over 17 hours of insanely good lacrosse goalie training. Amazing deal. Once you sign up for the summit, you'll have the opportunity to buy that. So go get signed up. It's March 27th through the 31st. I'm pumped. Lacrosse Goalie Summit 9, goaliesummit.com. Hope to see you there. All right. Pleasure to welcome to the podcast. It's pro NLL goalie, Steve Orleman. Steve, welcome to the show. Thanks, Damon. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. Well, uh, it's going to be the first, you know, pure NLL pro box goal you've had on the podcast. This podcast is going new directions. We're branching out and um, it's going to be awesome to chat with you. 
I typically ask the goalies out of the gate. Do you remember the very first time you jumped into goal? You remember that story? Um, I do a little bit. I was pretty young. I was four years old. So, so it's a vague memory. Um, but it's, it's a funny one too. Um, the whole reason I got into playing lacrosse was because, uh, my brother started and he wanted to be a goalie really badly. And I grew up watching him. And as I was watching him, I was like, man, I can do that. And I can do that better. So it kind of started a little bit of a fire in me, you know, a little bit of a friendly competition between the, between the big brother, but yeah, yeah. The whole reason I started playing was because of him. Um, and I started playing at four and then went on to play two years up when I was six years old, playing as kids that were eight um, and nine. Uh, and then just went on from there. Yeah. So help me understand like how it is in, in Canada. Cause you're, you're from Canada, right? You grew up in Canada. Um, you know, I guess at the age of four, instead of like playing soccer in the U S or, you know, like some people play lacrosse that young, but not, not, you know, yeah. it's typically like eight or nine when you get going with that, but you're playing lacrosse right, right from that young age, huh? Yes. Yeah. Um, I was lucky enough to get into it. Some people don't start till they're later on, right. It's a pretty rough sport and not every parent wants their kid jumping into that right away. Yeah. Um, but mine were all in mine. Mine loved it. Grew up playing hockey. Um, so big hockey background with my, with my dad there. And, um, and he had no problem with throwing us into lacrosse at any age. Yeah. So a lot, a lot of kids like start goalie because their older brother wants somebody to shoot on, right? They're like, all right, like yeah. I need somebody to shoot on the backyard. Like you're going to be the goalie, but you've got this different story where you're like, I'm seeing him do it. And I'm like, Hey, I could, I could, I could, I could do better than him. Right. Yeah. And honestly, I think it's, um, it's a cool benefit to have as well. Somebody that's older, that's gone through like the experiences before you, yeah. um, that can kind of you know, give you like the hand-me-downs and give you like all of the information that you need going into like those kind of um, age groups and and different uh, times in your career uh, that can give you a better understanding of what you're going to be going into. Right. And so did he like coach you in the position? Like, this is how you make the saves. This is how you hold the stick. This is the stance. Or is it more like, I'm just going to watch and see what he does and, and sort of, um, you know, um, replicate what he does. Yeah, it definitely started off with just watching. Yeah. Um, I also had a goalie coach uh, growing up as well in Kitchener. I was lucky enough to have a really good goalie coach growing up. Um, but as as it went on, as I got to like 10, 12, 14, um, my brother Kevin became pretty instrumental in, you know, being somebody that I could come to when I needed some information on, okay, you know what? My game isn't where I want it to be right now. What am I doing wrong? Mm -hmm. And uh, he was always a big help with your angle could be this instead of that. Um, you're not reacting to the ball as quick as you should be and you need to be attacking it. Um, so just having his aspect on the game was super helpful. Yeah, that is pretty amazing. Um, I was going to ask, like, what are some of the tips that he's given you, you know, uh, uh, along the years? And, and a lot of it's that very technical, you know, that the angles are off, you know, not reacting. Yeah. Is, there, is there anything else like, you know? mental game wise or any other, you know, yeah, that he's I was just on. about to say uh, the mental part of it is, is huge too, as a goalie. And I'm sure, you know, that definitely, I think yeah. Eagle can kind of relate because, you know, when things aren't going your way, um, it's a struggle and you got to find right. your way to get out of that uh, hole. Um, but yeah, he's, he's always helped me a lot with the, uh, with that side of the game too. He's big into it. He's read like, you know, the psychology books and all that stuff. He loves that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, me, I'm, I'm more of like, uh, 
don't think about it and you'll be okay kind of guy. Like don't read into the stuff and just focus on your game plan. But he allows me to have a different outlook on things. Yeah. So he's a good guy to come to when I really am struggling that he can be like, all right, man, like I know this isn't your style, but maybe take an interest in this and, um, and see where it goes with, with your game. Yeah. I talk about the mental game so much with, with, with the field goalies and the, and the people on this podcast. Cause it's, you know, just any goalie for that matter. Right. Like in yeah. lacrosse or, or just any goalie, like, you know, you got to struggle, you go through those struggles and, and sometimes like you've got to really work on that mental game to get yourself back, like just in that right frame of mind. And to your point, there's different ways to do it. Right. I mean, you don't have to read a book and be like, Oh, this is, the yeah. only way to improve my mental game. It's one way and maybe it works for you, but maybe like, you know, like you said, you're more of a happy go lucky kind of like, let me just, let me just relax and have fun. And that's what works for me. Right. Yeah. I yeah. think enjoying the game and like the process is also a huge part of it. And for me personally, I'm a big guy that just wants to like live in the moment and kind of experience it as it goes. Um, yeah. But not always is that going to be the, the way that your your journey is and and you got to kind of find a way to get through that. Yeah, love it. Love it. So you're on you play for the Riptide, the New York uh Riptide and your brother's on the team now, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah we just, I mean, talk we to me about that. What 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 that experience is like. It's cool. We um we were lucky enough when I got drafted in the NLL, Kev was already a part of the uh Georgia Swarm and I got drafted to Georgia. So I was lucky enough to go into the league having him by my side and getting to learn all the ropes and what I need to be doing as a third string goalie yeah. uh, and bring into the league because it's a totally different role. You know, as a third string, you're going out there before the practice, like an hour early taking shots, you know, getting the guys warmed up and then you're staying like 20 minutes after practice every time. Um, and I didn't really get that coming into the league. Um, so having him around at the start was fantastic and and it really helped me and then i got to go to new york where i got to kind of branch off into being like my own person and not kind of have that identity of having kevin there all the time right and and it was cool it was really good and i, I was fortunate enough to have a really lucky um and really good season in new york um to start my uh rookie campaign and then um and then now he comes back to me and it's, it's another, you know, kind of, um, kind of connection to have on that bench where something's not going right in the game. I get to come now to the bench and have that guy that I've grown up to rely on there for me throughout the game. And that is so beneficial in my eyes. And Kev's also a great goalie and super talented and super competitive. Yeah. So I know he's going to be there to push me to make me work as hard as possible because I know he's also wanting that starting spot as well. Yeah. Great point. Great point. That's something we talk about quite a bit. It's like the best, the goalies on the show who've had like the best years always have that number two guy, like clipping at their heel, like right there. And one goalie said, one goalie said like the worst season I ever had was when I was so much the, the, the talent level between me and the number two guy was so great that I felt like I could kind of take that foot off the gas. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah absolutely. Good point. Because you get so comfortable and right. that comfortability can almost like affect how you approach the game instead of being on your toes and ready to perform. Yeah. Yeah. And then to your point, I think it's super important that 
any goalie um, find that guy that you were talking about who's your brother, like that role. And it doesn't have to be your brother. It doesn't have to be another goalie, but just find someone that you know that like, hey, when the chips get down or I'm going through a slump, you can just go to that person and just have a chat and they can kind of get you right back in that right frame of mind. So, yeah. Important point. Kev's, yeah. Kev's, Kev's the guy for that for me. And I'm yeah. super lucky that now I get to have that guy on my team. Um, so it's awesome. Yeah. Love it. So how do we, uh, how do we play field uh, box goalie here? So, you know, I'm a field goalie, right? Like, you know, if, if you're teaching me like how to be that we're doing our very first box goalie lesson, right? What, yeah. what are like the main things you're going to teach me? I'm going to teach you your positioning in the net. First and foremost, I've always been a big position goalie. Yeah. Um, I think it's so important in box across to just because shooters are so good and they're just going to pick the corners on you. Obviously, the reaction time needs to be there and you got to react to the ball and attack the ball. I think it's the same in field across too, right? Yeah. Uh, but you also got to be able to take away as much net that they can see. So it makes it so much harder on them. Right. So I'm going to teach you your angles. Um, and then I'm going to go on to teach you lateral movements. Um, okay. because you know, if you're stepping back or you're stepping out, that angle isn't always going to be perfectly taken. If you're stepping to the side, you're going to stop that ball a lot quicker than you will if you're just moving out at, at it. So one, one question on that in the field game, there's kind of like a debate of like, do I step at the 45 or do I step laterally to make my saves? Is, yep. is that the same thing in box where like that's kind of your style or do all the pros step laterally? Uh, it's definitely a style thing. I think the okay. coolest part about box lacrosse is if you could go watch a game, so many goalies have so many different styles. And, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. one is like a good example is Dylan Ward, who plays a very high arc and he's very like narrow for the most part until like the shots coming at him. Um, and then you can go watch like, uh, Matt Vince, who's very into his net on his line and squatted like the range in the NLL changes so much yeah. between one goalie and another. And um, who's to say which, which form works the best. I don't know. Personally, you know, I'm going to go with mine, <laughs> but obviously like, I think that's a really cool thing about the National Lacrosse League is every goalie has such a distinct goalie style. Yeah. Yeah. And same in the field game, too. Like, there's a lot of, I probably even more um, variety just because, you know, I think you have to, you have to cover more space. The goal's a little bit bigger, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, way bigger. And you got yeah. less, right? You're not a marshal <laughs> in the net. <laughs> yeah. I love all those memes of like field goalies versus box goalies and like the box goalies, you know, the big, the big like balloon guys and the field goalies a little, anyway, it's awesome. Oh, yeah. No, they're, they're so funny. I got one. Um, from training camp last year where I didn't have like my lowers on and I was only wearing my uppers and it looked like uh, somebody stitched it with like a SpongeBob square pants, like picture. So <laughs> it's pretty good. That's awesome. I'll have to get that. Um, <laughs> how do you, uh, how do you teach positioning? Are there drills that you do? Is it like a muscle memory thing? How, how do you like, how would you teach a young goalie how to, how to be in the right spot in the goal when the shots released? Oh, in a perfect world, I would I would control a practice with like 10 shooters and I would go from the left side to the right side and manage um, like his positioning throughout the practice. Um, that's obviously a little bit harder to do unless you're controlling like the whole team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would just go over certain positions from the floor 
and get him to work on where he can see the ball, where he can like get in the right spot to make sure he's taking up the lane and the shot um, and that he can like move to it um, efficiently. Yeah. And then what is the save movement? So like, you know, the the shot comes, right? And it's really just the most efficient move, like to Mm -hmm. block the ball, right? And that's kind of the difference between field and box is that, you know, in in field, I'm trying to catch everything with my stick, right? In box, I mean, you're just, it's more like an ice hockey approach where I'm just trying to block it, yeah? Yeah, you want to attack the ball, right? You want to get in the way of, uh, definitely don't let it through you. That's that's the one goal, right? Um, So you want to, it's different because like if you're shooting low, you're you're gonna step. To me, I'm stepping. Some goalies drop, some goalies go into the split, some goalies like change it up, right? But me, I'm stepping towards the ball and I'm moving my whole body sideways. Whether it's low or high, I'm moving my whole body to the side. Yeah. Wherever it's going. Um, and it's the same for the other side too. Uh but yeah, it changes throughout the throughout the way that the game goes and, and how you're seeing the ball and, and tracking it as well. Okay. And are there um, are there specific drills or exercises you do to work on your tracking? Yeah, uh, every practice actually. Um, me and my uh, our offensive coach will go out um, while the boys are passing the ball around, and uh, he will throw um, like fifteen or twenty balls to my top left, and I have to just watch it and and stop it, drop it, yeah, stop it, drop it, um, and then he'll do the same with the right side, left side. Um, feet like everything and then he goes random and i have to just track where he's shooting the whole time nice uh, I, I really like it as a warm-up drill yeah it's fantastic yeah love it um and i read that you're a lefty does that like because i know sometimes in the field game like when the goalie's got the stick in the left hand like set up left yeah. you can kind of throw the shooters off a little bit is that is that at all the same in in, in box or is it just kind of the that's, that's I don't the think style it, yeah i don't think it matters so much in box just because like box you're you're like you're everybody knows if you're passing the ball right and like so i hold the the stick in my right hand while i'm in the net and then and then save comes scoop and i'm looking down the floor and i i have it in my left hand right got it yeah 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 got it and and the sticks are strung like a little bit differently right like talk to me about that or maybe they're not uh i don't i don't know i think some guys probably use them like i would i would probably assume dobson uh and uh wardo are probably using the same the same stick uh, i could be wrong i don't really know um but i just get mine strung by uh by mark mesh in uh in ontario okay i'll I'll have to look him up he he, he's the he's the local guy huh yeah he is he he's been huge for me because like i don't know what i'm doing with mine i don't know if you string your own or not like i so i don't i I have i have a guy uh mr wonderful he's actually out of long island um, he, okay. he strings beautiful, beautiful heads and he's done pretty much all these, but I did do one myself the other day and it was all right. It was okay. Yeah. It was like a C I'm giving myself a C, you know, it's which a learning path, curve, right? Path, yeah. It's definitely a learning curve. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I can hit Mr. Wonderful up then sometime. Cause, uh, yeah, cause I, I see a guy sometimes, especially if like it's, if he's on long Island, that just, that's perfect. Yeah. Right? He's in, uh, he's in, uh, Wanta, I think. So yeah, hit him up. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. Um, anyway. Um, well, very cool. So your style definitely works because you won goalie of the year rookie and your rookie season. Uh, so congratulations on that. Uh, that's yeah. pretty, that's pretty awesome. Do you get a little deal trophy, little plaque? Uh, yeah, actually I, I did get a, like a little something in the mail from them. It was, it was very tiny little, uh, little thing. I said, uh, rookie 
all rookie team. And I was like, oh man, that's cool. That's cool though to get. For sure. For sure. Yeah. To get some accolades, it's kind of like all that hard work, uh, uh, paying off. Um, yeah. what, um, you know, other than, other than your brother, were there other like professional pro, uh, pro goalies that you sort of watched, uh, as you were growing up? Yeah. A great example would be Mike Poulin. Mike Poulin. Um, okay. Coming into the NLL, uh, he was a starting goalie in Georgia. And I got to learn behind him and how he approached his games, the way he would move in the net. Um, and his, like, overall, he was a great team guy. And I've tried to adapt that into my my game a little bit with how he approached everybody during practices and, and ran, like, through his drills. He was always so upbeat. Um, but he was another guy that, like, I came in the league and, like, got to learn from and i thought it was awesome i took a lot away from what he did uh as a kid growing up watching games uh the number one guy that i watched was bob watson as a toronto kid yeah as a toronto kid getting to watch a hall of famer like him all the time was you know a blessing it was truly amazing uh loved going to the games i would literally go to like toronto rock games just to watch the two goalies battle it out like that was my favorite nice. part of the book. nice yeah yeah, well, you're a goalie, right? That's that's yeah, what I like. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched I watched a field game the other day, and it was seven to five, and I'm like, this is a great game, great yeah. game, right? Like low scoring for 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 the field game. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. What? Um, it's got to be like because box save percentage is like a lot higher, right? It's more. I mean, it's more like you know you'll make 30, 40 saves yep. in a game. Is it more? or less mentally taxing to give up a goal, do you think? Because you give up would, fewer goals, right? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I it's hard to say just because I've never played the field goalie game. Yeah. But but I know like as off of my preference or my situation that like the score could be like 14 to six for the other team. And like every goal that goes by me, it's gonna be like on to the next one. And I think that has to be the the mental approach as the goalie. Yeah. Um, you know, when it starts to get a little bit carried away, then you're starting to be like, okay, what am I doing wrong here? Um, a little bit of frustration starts to show for me personally. I play with a lot of emotion. Um, but yeah, like you, you obviously want to keep the scores down lower. Um, and you you know going in the games in box lacrosse, you're gonna face like 56 shots a game, 60 shots a game. It's a lot, right? And it can be really taxing and, and and exhausting, but to keep that mental focus throughout the game is so important. Right. Um, yeah, and you don't want to get too hard on yourself because you're gonna let goals in. Yeah, I mean, it's just, the game is you're not gonna get a shout. So to let it go and and keep doing your thing and keep that focus. Yeah. Do you have like a specific routine that you go through when you give up a goal? Uh, no, not after a goal against. When we get a goal for us, I have a routine that I go through. Uh, what's just that? Kind of like reset and and let it know that it's like a, a zero zero game. Um, it's just a little bit of like uh, it's something that I started when I was like ten years old, and I just come out of the crease. I do a little thing, and then I'll come back to the crease, and it's like a whole ritual with my net that I do. Yeah, love it, love it, awesome. Um, what is the? Uh, I was so curious about like what the route is to the pros for for the indoor game, right? Because you don't, it's, there's no college, right? Like you don't play in college. Like how do you? How does one like start? You know, from high school, where where do you go? Yeah, so I started playing my minor lacrosse, and in minor lacrosse, 
they group you into two age groups. So there's peewee, um, peewee, which is like um, 12 to 13. Then there's bantam, which is 14 to 15. And then there's midget that's 16 to like 17. Okay. And then from there you go uh, into junior A lacrosse or junior B or junior C. Um, junior A is the highest in Ontario. Uh, so I was lucky enough to go to play for Kitchener in junior A. Um, then got traded uh, to Brampton in my third year. You get five years of junior. It's kind of like the OHL of hockey. Okay. Um, so I got traded in my third year to, to Brampton. We went for a Minto Cup run, lost in the finals of the Minto Cup to Coquitlam. Uh, and then after that year, I was like, you know, that was a really good season for me. Um, I think I should throw my name into the draft. And I reached out to the NLL talk to them about it. And I was like, I think that this is the right call for me. So I chose to go in a little bit earlier than typically most uh, people that are like 23 now did go. I think a lot of 99s went to this last season just because they finished NCAA yeah. later, right? So. Yeah, yeah. Okay, love it. And do you, um, I mean, I don't want to ask you how much you make, but do NLL guys, are they full-time lacrosse guys? Or do you have like another like side gig in the off season that, that you do? Yeah. Most guys are going to have another job. Another job. Um, okay. Yeah. There's, a, there's a lucky few that are playing like uh, NLL, PLL and, and have like a couple sponsorships that don't have to do anything. Yeah. And they still might, uh, but you got to have a part-time job to kind of support yourself. Like you get, you get paid like, I would probably say the average would probably be like $28,000. Got it. Yeah. So not not enough to live on. Yeah. 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 No, no. One day. One day. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully. I think we're getting there slowly, slowly and surely. Yeah. We'll see. Same thing with the same thing in the PLL, right? I mean, I hope, I hope the the sport just keeps growing. That's, that's what I'm trying to do with this podcast. Lift, lift all the boats, you know? Yeah. It's awesome, man. I'm I'm glad that you're, you're taking that step forward to kind of push the game forward too. Cause like we need it, right? Like need somebody to kind of come along and, and a whole community of people to kind of push it to grow. Yeah. Um, do you coach, do you coach youth goalies? I don't. Okay. I, don't. I, I did coach a little bit um, like three years ago before COVID, uh, but then got away from it now that I've been traveling every weekend. It's kind of hard for me to to find the time to do that. Yeah, I love it. Um, have you, uh, was there a time in your career where you were the backup? And, you know, if so, like, you know, how do you, because that could be kind of tough mentally for, you know, you're not getting the playing time. Maybe you even think you're better than the starter. I know a lot of goalies, yeah. you know, kind of kind of say that. Like, how, do, how did you go through that situation? Yeah, it's hard, especially because the goalie position, you want to be so competitive, right? Um, but, yeah, there was a time. Uh, it was my first and second year of junior A lacrosse. I was brought in, and as the young guy, the young goalie, it's hard to kind of you're, – you're competing against guys that are four and five years older than you it's hard to like earn that spot. Right. You, you're really sure. trying to push for it, but it's probably not going to happen because that guy's been there this whole, this whole time. Um, but from that, I just took away getting in as much reps as possible mm. and putting in the time in practice is super important because you're not going to get that time in the game. And obviously a game is different than practice, but it's good to get, to get the exercise and get the, get the shots and get, keep that memory. Um, and the other thing I took about took away from it was actually just 
to be super supportive to your goalie partner. Um, yeah. I never really, growing up, I didn't have a goalie partner typically um, for a couple of years uh, in minor lacrosse. So coming into junior and having that experience, it was like, how do I approach this? Like, are we competing? Are we teammates? Like, I don't really know. Um, and the way that it worked out for me, like it was just, I had a really good relationship with the goalie and it just kind of blossomed from there. And I was happy to kind of like, be the guy that like, he came to and like support him when things weren't going on. I think that's so important is to have the, the good relationship in the, in the goalie room or, you know, if there's just one other on the team, cause I mean, you're, you're like friends, but you're also pushing each other and, and like, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's so much more fun when you have that relationship, that style of relationship with the other goalie, whether you're the starter or the backup. Right. And yeah. So y'all gotta be team pair team players right and i i don't know i've never had an experience where the other goalie's been like hey man like i don't really like you at all yeah um, so so i'm lucky enough to have say that too but i haven't either but e goalies have definitely emailed me and and like explained that exact situation and i'm like oh man that's such a bummer that's such a bummer i mean we're goalies for crying out loud it's like yeah. the smallest niche community that there is right i could how could you hate one of your own <laughs> yeah, the goalie union, you guys got to be tight. I don't know. But there's also been a couple goalie scratch in the NLL too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I saw that one, I, I guess it was last year. And like every single person who I know, like fa friends, family members who know that I work as lacrosse goalie, like sent me that video. I'm like, all right, guys, I've seen it, right? Like, I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you got to watch this. I yeah. watched like two times. <laughs> yeah oh man i watched it a bunch of times you, you ever thrown down the gloves and and got after it or not not yet no no okay. not in lacrosse no i uh my role is to stay in the net and stop the ball so that's All right, what fair I'm enough doing. um but i mean if like the really there is a time that it's like absolutely 100 needed yeah um then like obviously you got to be there for your teammates right right so i have uh i've heard that you know, Canadians can, can chirp a little bit. They're, they're pre pretty good trash talkers. Do you, uh, is there a lot of trash talking that goes on in the, in the pro league? Yeah, there's a lot. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I, I just like hear it too, just cause like as the goalie, you're walking by the other team's bench and they'll just be in your ear the whole time you're walking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would, I would say there's a, there's a decent amount of it in the national lacrosse league. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of what kind of what I figured with you know the 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 bulk of Canadians and then yeah, I mean it is kind of a different setup where like I don't know it, you're so close to everyone and, you know and everyone every tries to get in the goalie's head, right? Yeah, yeah. The the one the one that I hear the most often is, is the uh, the brother comment of uh, you're not as good as your brother is and stuff like that. Which oh, is, that's is such a go-to. Yeah, I hear. Yeah, it. I hear yeah, it. yeah. Cliche, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Um, well, very cool. Do you think, you know, kind of knowing everything you know now, is there like a specific piece of advice you'd give the younger, the younger Steve? Um, yeah, it would just to be like, don't be afraid to kind of adapt your game and like take something from another goalie that they're doing or watch, mm -hmm. watch another goalie, see, see what he's playing like, and mm -hmm. kind of like, don't be afraid to incorporate that into your game. Um, Growing up, I was a little bit, I wouldn't say a little bit, but like I was, I was a little stubborn. Yeah. With the whole, like, this is my way or the highway, like kind of, kind of goalie style um, that I was taught and I, I was follow it like tried and true. And then 
got to the NLL and it was like, yeah, it's not going to work that way. Like right. you're going to have to adapt to the game. Um, and I started watching a lot of film and I started to like, just kind of really soak in like what a lot of other goalies were doing and adapt my game to that. Yeah. Love it. So interesting. So, so many parallels between field and box. Cause I mean, that's like exactly the answer that I've heard a lot, right. Is, is yeah. you know, adapting your game, watching other goalies, studying the shooter, studying film, just growing your lacrosse knowledge, trying new things. Um, and it sounds yeah. like it's a lot, uh, it's very similar. That's cool. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like a broken record. Right. But like, it's so true. Like you, you're right. not going to learn unless you, you go and you watch other people. Yeah. And you know all you know, but it's not going to grow if you're not like branching out to to other people and like taking stuff from them. Yeah. Love it. I feel like in the box game, um, well, the shots, you, you, you face a lot more shots, but you also face a lot of shots that are like really a lot closer than, than field yeah. goalies. So is there like, is your reaction time better or are you, are you just, are you reading the shooter's body language to kind of get an indication of where that shot might go? Or how, how do you like, how do you defend a, like a six yard step down? <laughs> yeah. uh, it's not easy, but um, I like to watch the, the player's heads and, and try to track the ball. They're, as much. Like their head, like the head of the no, stick. They're, they're the head of their stick. Yeah. And track the ball and see where it's coming from, from there. Yeah. Um, but guys are so deceptive too in the, in the national right. lacrosse league because they're not just trying to wire it as hard as possible. I think they actually take a little bit off of some of their shots to be more accurate. Uh -huh. And, and you can kind of just be able a little bit to read where they're going with the most of their shots. Um, but like, gosh, like playing against Jeff T in practice, it's like, he's so hard to like stop just because his release is the same. So unless you're picking the ball up, like right away, you're not going to stop it. Um, but on outside shots, I typically try to get up a lot more, uh, in my creed to take up more of the net. Yeah. Then as they move the play inside, I try to, uh, get a little bit tighter to my net and like react to where it's going. Uh, if he's on top of the crease or, or they're diving through the crease, like it's hard. Right. But right. those angles kind of help too. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there's, there's the if you watch the stick skills of those players, I mean, it's just it's just tremendous. Uh, just what the, what they're able to do uh, with the stick is just so athletic. And like the releases, you know, you see it's like coming right here at the last second, and then they like switch it over here. So like instead of like seeing the shot coming out of this window, it's over there, right? So it's yeah. gotta be it's gotta be tricky. Yeah, it is. Like they're throwing twisters on you. Like majority of the shots are, are twisters, and it's like yeah. Okay, like I saw, I saw the one, I saw the second one, and then the third one, and it's like, oh my goodness, like, like it's so hard to like consistently track that. Um, and there, I don't think the game's ever been as good as it is today. Uh, field across and box across, right. these guys are so good, and like the technology with like how light the sticks. I picked up one of our old guys' sticks the other day. It was like as light as a feather. Like yeah. it almost felt like it was a mini stick. I was like, this is crazy. This is what you guys are playing with. Um, so like. The evolution of the game has comes, I think, pretty far, even in the last couple of years. Um, and it's only going to continue to get better. And as it gets better, the players are also just going to continue to get better, too. And I, I'm excited for that as like a fan of the sport as well. Yeah. 
I love it. So speaking of evolution, the like if you watch, you know, the NLL from from years past, like the goalies pads were certainly like a lot skinnier, right? Yeah. And now and now like they're really big. Is there like is there a limit? Can we just keep going or 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 uh it's supposed to be three inches off your shoulder? Okay. So I every game, and I don't know how many people know this, but every game, every uh goalie that's dressed playing. Uh, has to go and get measured by the refs. Got it. Uh, make sure that they're within their uh, size measurements. Um, so they'll they'll measure your shoulder pads, your um, your leg pads, your pants, your jersey, everything. They take they take like their their time with it and and really like strip you down. Oh wow. Um, okay. But I think also in the past, I think the nets were a little bit smaller than they used to be or than they are now. So uh, with the smaller equipment, it was it kind of like went hand in hand with right uh the smaller nets right and now we've gotten the bigger nets a little bit bigger equipment it changes yeah it, it adapts i love it and are you speaking of pads are you uh are you covered like head to toe or or is there like any area where you, you've taken one and you're just like oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> um the front of me is pretty covered uh okay. the hands the hands hurt uh even with the gloves on, that's, that still hurts a lot. Um, and if the shot's hard enough, a couple in the arm guards are gonna are gonna sting. Um, but the but the part that's the worst is there's no padding on like the back, so oh. my back legs and my back like just get torn apart if the shot hits off like the post and hits me in the back. It's like oh my goodness! Like I I'll leave practices sometimes with like five or six bruises. It's painful oh. but it's the position it's the position that i signed up to play so i gotta own it right yeah all right so f- field goalies get bruises on the thighs and uh and, and box goalies get gru- bruises on their backs yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that, that would be the worst if like you get hit on the back and then it goes in right oh it's it kind of just adds insult to injury right like you just like oh my goodness like that right. one that one hurt me physically and then two i won't hurt me emotionally because it went in the net and i'm like oh my god yeah i love it well steve thank you so much for for coming on the show this has been this has been tons of fun um any other stories or any anything you feel like we missed no man i i think you did a great job damon i appreciate you having me on the show um, yeah i look forward to chatting with you again sometime yeah, absolutely. Well, I wanted to ask you before we go here, what, you know, you got, for those who are just listening to the audio, you're missing out on the great flow that Steve's got going. So, you know, I'm, I'm growing a little myself. What, what tips you got for me? How do I, what's my flow management routine going to be like here? Uh, I think you just got to give it some time. You know, it will eventually grow up for you. It looks yeah. like you got a good, uh, good start going here. Um, yeah. Me personally, I'm a big hairspray guy. I, okay. uh, I've branched off from, from the gel. I used to do gel. Now I do hairspray. I get I hear it from the boys all the time because because they're always asking me what I do. Are you, are you blow drying it up and then hairspraying, or you just go hairspray right out the shower? Uh, no, I I dry it with the towel and then I'll brush it down with the with the uh, hairbrush. No, yeah. no, uh, no blow dryer. But maybe okay. I should incorporate that in. It might help it a little bit. Well, if you want that extra amount of volume, you know. Yeah, it's true, right? <laughs> but you don't need it. You don't need it. That's what I'm saying. I'm, that's why you got it. Got it perfect. Um, no, I appreciate it. Yeah. What, what are you, uh, what are you working on in your game right now? Uh, if you had to pick one thing, is there, is there, is there, is there a specific thing? Um, for me personally, uh, I would say going from summer lacrosse, cause 
in Canada, when I play in the summertime, I'm allowed to use like this, this big woody. I would prefer to use a spoon, like the smaller stick. Uh-huh. But if you want that competitive advantage, every other goal is using one, you have to use it. So for me, the adjustment is figuring out that five hole and and like not overplaying it, not underplaying it, like trying to find that healthy balance. Cause in the summertime, I don't have to really worry about my five hole at all. And then you come to the NLL and you get down to the smaller stick. It's a change and it's a thing that you have to adapt to. Um, and for me, that's something that I would, that like I'm trying to work on as much as possible, um, especially to start my seasons. Yeah. Interesting. So in the summer, you got like the wooden stick. It's that huge triangle that essentially just covers the entire five hole. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it makes cool. it way easier. Who, 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 yeah, right? who, uh, who makes those sticks? Uh, I think there's a couple people around um, that, that do them. Uh, in Six Nations, they sell them at the store there. Cool. Uh, I, I got mine from a guy in Aquasosne, uh, way up north in, in Canada uh yeah i think it's it's branches all over the place cool and then in the in the field uh sorry when you play in the pros in box and in, in nl what what stickhead do you use uh i just switched to an under armor one um okay. yeah i don't i don't know what it's called uh but Pro- probably the command yeah probably that's yeah. uh i think so yes um okay. just whatever the team gives me right so that's that's what i use gotcha um, and then what about the pads? I, I like, I feel like Bodum is like one of the bigger, bigger brands. Is that what you go with? Yeah. I've okay. been a Bodum guy throughout my whole life. Wouldn't wear anything else personally. Uh, they're, they're by far the best, um, as far as it goes by box lacrosse equipment. Yeah. Yeah. One of the big barriers to entry, you know, in the sport of lacrosse in general is just the price of the gear, right? And and even as like a box goalie, like, I mean, we're talking like a thousand bucks of gear. Like, how do you, is there like, you know, when you go up to Canada, is there like box goalie gear at garage sales? Or like, how do we get, how do we get, for, how do we get cheap gear? Um, It's hard to come by. Uh, a lot of people kind of branch out amongst the goalie union and, uh, they'll give their stuff away to somebody else. I know I've sent stuff to Callum Crawford in Oklahoma. Um, I've given stuff down to like the KW, the uh, Kitchener Waterloo minor association here in my hometown. Um, It's just kind of like, that's the way it goes. Cause like, otherwise you're paying through the roof to, to get in. Not everybody can afford that. Right. Um, For me personally, growing up, I was lucky enough to just, not really lucky, but like I was getting Kev's, Kev's hand-me-downs as right. the older brother. He was just giving me everything that he used. And it was like, he would always get the new stuff and I would always get the old stuff. <laughs> and it is what it is, but it's okay. Yeah. Love it. Uh, well, Steve, like I said, thank you so much for coming on the show. We're, we're right in the middle, right in the, is it in the middle of the season or where are we at in, in the current season? Yeah. yeah. Right around the halfway mark here. Yeah. Yeah. And talk to me about how the season's going for you. Uh, it's going to, um, yeah. We had we had a tough start to our season. Uh, obviously, um, not the way that we wanted to open up this year, uh, but we're starting to make our way back. We're, we've had we've strung together a couple of good games here, and um, we're just looking to keep that momentum going forward. All right. Well, if you're listening to this, get out there, watch the NLL. It's it's awesome stuff. Uh, cheer on, Steve. If um, if folks want to know a little bit more about you, uh, should I send them to the Instagram? Your Instagram. 
Uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, okay. either one. It's just Stephen Orleman. Hard, not hard to find. Not a crazy game or anything like that. There you go. Love it. Uh, Steve, if you had to leave the goalies out there with one final piece of advice, what would that be? Stop the ball, boys. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Steve, thank you so much. Thanks, Damon. Appreciate it, man. So there you have it. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with the box goalie NLL star Steve Orleman. Um, Awesome conversation. Awesome to hear the differences between field and box. Notably, Box players get bruises on their backs (laughs) from the shot hitting the crossbar, coming off, reflecting, and hitting them in the back. I thought that was hilarious, where, of course, field goalies take bruises all over. Uh, Hopefully, we get more padding in the field game. We'll see. That's my my wish. Uh, If you are still listening to this point, thank you so much for spending all this time with me. I want to let you know, The Lacrosse Goalie Summit 9 is here. We've got 17 awesome virtual coaching sessions, all with one goal in mind. That is to level up your lacrosse goalie game. It's going to be awesome. We got pros, we got college goalies, we got special guests like nutritionists and physical trainers and sports psychologists. Going to be amazing. It's all free to attend live, and you can get a ticket at goaliesummit.com. Goalie Summit. Dot com. Sign up. You'll get your free ticket. You'll get all the emails to the Zoom sessions. If you cannot attend live, there is the option to buy the VIP pass for under 100 bucks once you sign up. So go sign up, goaliesummit.com. I hope to see everyone there. We get started March 27th. In the meantime, get out there, get some work in, do well, and be well. I'm Coach Damon. Take care. You've been listening to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast with your host, Coach Damon Wilson.